From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to welcome in Jennifer Campbell. Uh, Jennifer, where are you? Hi, how are are you? you up to today? I am at the State Theater in Red Bluff, getting ready say, to start fired up. I thought you were going to say State Fair. I thought that was no, the wrong time of year. That's wrong time of year. The no, State we're, Theater, right, we're, there, right there by that beautiful uh, church in what's yes. that, Sacred Heart? In uh, Sacred Heart, yes, in Red in Bluff. Red Bluff yep. and, and has those nice little steps. It has a, a feeling of a mini cathedral or something. It does. It has the sphere, whatever those are called. Yeah. Fire spheres things. <laughs> yeah. I'm very fond of that parish. Yeah. I can't. I actually haven't found a parish in this diocese I'm not fond of, but but that one is. I don't is, think is, I've ever heard you say one. So I yeah. yeah that it's, one is. It's, it's a, beautiful with it's the brick a, and and everything. A yeah. special place in a special town. Yeah. It very, is very definitely and the state yeah. theater. Is just right there. I mean, have we have we yeah. annexed the state theater now? It's, I we, think so. We I have think so we many call events that. there. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a great. It's it's such a beautiful um, theater that we we get to spend our time here. So there might be background noise just because like we're we're really setting up right now. But yeah, it's a magical place to be able to do this event with that for our young people. And Bishop will be here in a few hours for mass, and it's a great. It'll be a great day. Must be a thrill for like I, I remember when I was a kid and at confirmation and uh, the bishop would come and it was just uh, it, it was well beyond confirmation you know getting to meet the bishop and all that was that was such a big deal it was such a I don't know if oh, thrill sure. is the, I don't know if thrill is the right word but it was such a meaningful experience for all of us and it's something that's just so new, unique for so many of our for our young people and to to be at this event with kids from, you know, we've got, I think we have 10 parishes represented, almost 400 young people plus their chaperones um, are going to be here for um, talks and music and to have that mass with Bishop. And, and it's a time that, you know, they get to see the bigger church in their area, but, but also like Bishop, Bishop may not be able to make it to their confirmation, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, par- we have a hundred and something parishes and, I might as well make it to theirs, but for him to be here and to say a blessing over them and, and all of that is is so important. So, yeah, well, it's that's it, it's great. And you do, you do you do one in the North State? Yes, we do one in the North State, which is this usually the first or second weekend in November, and then we do um, another weekend where we go to Sacramento and Vallejo um, for a whole um, for both days, Saturday and Sunday. So. Um, this year we'll be in Vallejo on Saturday and Sacramento at Christian Brothers High School on Sunday. And you, you're talking about yeah. Sacramento and Vallejo and Red Bluff and people people that maybe are new listeners or maybe don't understand the Diocese of Sacramento are going, well, how big is this diocese? And uh, again, it's 20 counties, goes all the way up to the Oregon border, goes all the way over right. to the Nevada border and goes all the way to the Pacific Ocean. How... Um, Kids all the way to the Oregon border, they're coming to Red Bluff? Um, yes. So then basically Chico North mm-hmm. um, is coming to this one in the North State. And um, 
and then the rest of them, it just kind of depends on what fits in best for their, uh, for their parishes, of course. Mm-hmm. And their actual but confirmation be... will take place in their individual parishes. Yes, their actual confirmation will take place in their individual parishes, but the, um, but the event happens in just sporadic places. Yeah. Explain how, how that all works, uh, the, the event that you're putting on now. Yeah, so this is, it's actually part of the um, confirmation norms that they attend this event. And so everyone has this opportunity to be here with um, people from not necessarily um, just their geographical area location, but throughout the diocese joined together. We have, we invite a speaker, sometimes two speakers to come and do keynotes with the kids. We have an MC, his name is uh, Bro Rye, who comes and does like some icebreakers with them and, and music. Um, and then we have different bands that come up and do a praise and worship and mass with them. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, all the things that make it, um, make it different than, you know, your normal confirmation class. Like we recognize that, you know, not, not all confirmation classes get to be as exciting as this. So here's this opportunity to, to really have to make something special. And the, the Vallejo and Sacramento ones will be when? Um, so the Vallejo and Sacramento ones are March 9th and 10th. Mm-hmm. So March 9th is going to be in Vallejo and March 10th is going to be in Sacramento. Very good. Very good. And what, what kind of a turnout will you get in Red Bluff? Um, we have about 430, I think, that are going to be here. Oh, my gosh. Kids and chaperones. And then we'll get about 11... Um, 1100 at the one, the ones in Sacramento and probably 800 at the one in, um, Vallejo. That's phenomenal. So, yeah, up, so up, basically you know, like every young person or so total, that's, that's, that's uh, phenomenal. Um, yeah. Almost over 3000 usually between all of them. Between all of them. Cause wow. it's, yeah. Cause on, in Sacramento, we actually do a double header. Oh, okay. Yeah. We do a morning and an right. evening program. So, right. Yeah. And, and and at the state theater, you do you do double feature, huh? <laughs> no, it's, yes, we could have, we could, but we just do one. We does just the, do one. Does the theater <laughs> still smell like popcorn, though? It it actually doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> no food allowed inside the theater. Yeah, the, the, but popcorn <laughs> it kind of gets in the seats, and it just. <laughs> That's yeah, a, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, it's um, but it's not like it's it's not a movie theater, really. It's a it's like a play theater. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Concert hall. Concert hall. Concert hall. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the background, I'm listening to sound checks from our MC right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's it's always a how far did the MC have ready. to come to be there? Um, he joined, well, he's originally from our diocese, from um, Vallejo, but he now lives in North Carolina. Oh, my. That's, a, that's a tough commute. It is. And he, he, fly, he flies, you know, solo the whole way. No, I'm just kidding. He's, uh, yeah, he comes out and, and visits family, of course, his family out here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good for and him. And then our, our keynote for this weekend is that's Mari Pablo, and she's coming yeah. all the way from Miami just to be with yeah, us. Yeah, we've had Mari Pablo on our show, and oh my goodness, yeah, um, yeah, she's she's really something. She is. She's fantastic. She's uh, she's great to to inspire our young people 
Shazim, you're talking about the, like their vocation, their call to vocation, especially after right, you know we've right. got on, um, after their confirmation. Um, and she's also going to be talking about we are in the Eucharistic revival year, so what that Eucharist is calling us to. So what what's the quote unquote curriculum for an all day? thing like this what you know what do we what do we want and uh, what what do we talk about age range like 13 to 16 to 17 somewhere in there um most of the kids are yeah between well i mean 12 and a half 13 yeah um up to 14 or 15 probably right most of the kids um and and so we we really focus on the the vast majority of kids getting confirmed are in eighth grade so uh, right. we focus on that that age group um, and then we, um, and so that's how we kind of, that's where we're focusing our talks on. And so this year, um, because it is Eucharistic revival year, um, we usually have kind of two set talks that we do every year because it's different kids every year, right? Um, one more about what is your confirmation? What is this going to mean once you're confirmed? And then the second one on like, so you're confirmed, like now what, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to go out and do in the world? And so this year, with the Eucharistic Revival Year, we're focusing that back on the Eucharist as well. So what, um, what is that call that you're, you're being asked to do? Like, you receive communion on, at Mass on Sunday, you receive the Eucharist. Like, that's, you go to adoration and you adore the Eucharist. Like, what are you being called to do from that? Um, it's not just, not, not just a, an act of going and receiving, but, like, what is that receiving of the Eucharist calling you forward to? Um, with a like lens of your confirmation. And then the second talk will be focusing on your vocation. Like again, back to the Eucharist, like the Eucharist you're, you're there and it's giving you, it's there to help you see what to do in the future, where to go. And so that's what we're focusing on. Yeah, I And mean, then mix that in with music and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, the Eucharistic revival is, I'm just thrilled about it, and I, it affects all of us at, at all ages, but it seems like it sure uh, people at this age, like you say, I think, as I remember my confirmation, I, I think we had a, it was a small parish, but it, I think we, we combined the seventh and eighth graders, and it just depended on which, which, which grade you happened right. to be in, and then the next cohort would move on, and and, and some of our parishes do do that. Some of them are annual, and so every year the eighth graders are confirmed. Um, and some do it the do that where they just have confirmation every other year, especially yeah, right, here in the North right. State. That's what they do. Yeah, because I, I I remember being in the confirmation class with my brother yeah. who was a year oh, older than I am. So I'm sure he was the eighth grader and I was the seventh grader. So. Probably, yeah. And some families ask, you know, choose to, to have their kids be confirmed together or receive first communions together. Like, that's all, it all happens. Yeah. So, so, we just have to. Do you have to craft the Eucharistic revival to this age group? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's explaining it to them and just like you would explain it to anyone, like, we all have a different you know, knowledge base of what the Eucharist is. And so I think part of the call for the Eucharistic revival is that understanding that so many Catholics who are in our pews every week had no idea about the real presence. And that's this idea behind the Eucharistic revival. So the same way we're talking to the adults and the other people in our parishes about the real presence, like we have to do that with our teenagers to help them to understand it. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, 
it's core to our beliefs, obviously. It is. And the Eucharist is 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 uh, you know the, the source and summit. I mean, we're not just talking about one of many Catholic beliefs, and I mean, we're we're talking right. about right right down to the core. And and yeah. yet the the polls will say, uh, well, some, some people, and, and it's not uh, it's not that they're they're uh, unfaithful or anything. But but just no. some some people, it's just they they go well. It's a it's a symbol or or whatever you know, and right. and and they're fine with it, and they and they and they're wonderful people. And they do all kinds of great work, and they go to mass every Sunday, and etc. Uh, and they pray the rosary, uh, but for some reason, they haven't been gifted with that faith uh, about that this really is the real presence, and there's a real importance to that. Well, and it's not necessarily even that they weren't gifted with that there was just an understanding like they somehow just um just missed that that statement somehow and and yeah. yes they're still going to mass they go there every week they receive communion they they just didn't didn't ever pick up that little nugget and yeah. i think you know we all have things in our in our lives that we like think we understand and then we've missed something like have you ever like totally mispronounced a word and then you realize like <laughs> yep did that that was that's cute yeah, um, i've done it on i've done it on the air <laughs> oh i'm sure i mean not to like bring it up but it's still one of my like it right it lives in my brain rent free when i said <laughs> on the radio with you i said eureka instead of why rika oh wow and <laughs> Well, that's you know, not, you know, I mean, that's, that's, it lives rent free in my brain that I screwed that up. <laughs> Eureka is a, is a city. It's, it's in the diocese of Santa Rosa, but, uh, yes. it's, it's just about the same Northern latitude as Wairica. It's just, it's exactly. just further West, you know, and, it's just, you know, yeah. Just, you know, those those kind of moments live rent-free in your brain. So. <laughs> if you got in a canoe in Wairica and, and got in the Klamath River, uh, you you might end up near Eureka. So. <laughs> yes, that's this is true. Um, and, you know, people, I don't think we have St. Joseph's in Wairica. I don't think that they're making it down to, to this North State fired up, but... Uh, but we've got from the rest of we've got other Mount Shasta is going to be coming down and sure. other parishes up here. So it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. St. Joseph's in Wairica is one of what twelve or thirteen St. Joseph's in this diocese. There, yes, there are twelve. It's a beautiful um, <laughs> little church, right, right in the middle of town. It's a beautiful little. Church. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Father Dean is the is the pastor there yeah. now. So. And then the Holy Family and Weed and. Uh, just yeah, all those people coming down I five. All them, they're coming down I five to join us, and and we're you know the state theater is right off I five, so it's pretty easy right. to find. Yeah, I um, mean it's it's interesting. I five is kind of the uh, I five and I eighty and Highway fifty. Uh, those are sort of the lifebloods of the of the diocese of Sacramento. They're like veins flow, flowing through the diocese. They're definitely the veins yeah. flowing through our. Yeah, for sure, and so. You know, it'll be nice for kids to get to see the the, the all the people from you know their area here today, and um, it should be a really good day. I'm excited for the music. I'm excited for the speakers. So we're just what seems, doing it here, like it, getting it ready. <laughs> it seems to me too that it's it's really good for kids that age. It's good for anybody, but it's good for kids that age to gather with their peers and go, oh, these people live 100 miles from me and they share the same For faith. Sure. And, and it's, sure. it's encouraging. You know, I mean, 
whether or not there should be strength in numbers, it, it frequently is the way it is, you know, and, and kids uh, get influenced by their peers. And what better influence than this? Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it is always good for them to be able to, to connect with people their own age and, um, and to see that, that bigger church um, for, that, for that very reason. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to, like, do three things at once, and I'm still, still listen. Um, but we're, we're doing the sound checks now, for, just in case you want a little update of what's happening for us. <laughs> and the kids and the chaperones will start arriving in about an 45 minutes to an hour. Very good. So, how, long, how long of a session will it be for them? The program goes from 2 to 6. Oh, good, good. Very good. And, yeah. And then they, they um, all, and had, they, they've all got time to head home and go to school on Monday morning. That's right. And, um, you know, the, they end with Mass, so they'll get to have Mass with Bishop, and mm-hmm. he'll be, he's coming up this afternoon as well. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've all got that. Um, they'll, they'll be home in plenty of time. I mean, I think the farthest parish is probably maybe an hour and a half away. So, yeah. Um, they can, they can get back for school tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully, none of them. Most hopefully, they knew that they knew they were coming and they did their homework. Yeah, Rebluff is actually, even though it's the North State, it's it's probably just about the geographic center of this diocese. You might be right. Um, I, you know, it's about two hours from Sacramento. Yeah, it's and about. It's about. I think it's about two hours. Yeah. I think the diocese yes, think from, right. from end to end is about 300, north to south is about 300 miles, and Red Bluff's about 125 right. from Sacramento, so it's getting pretty yeah. close to being in the middle. Plus, it's, it's in the middle east-west as well. It's between the it oceans is, and the is. mountains, so, yeah. So, it's, it's, so the other fun thing that we do with Fired Up is we give the kids some swag, because, you know, mm-hmm. we need to have some Fired Up swag, so they're getting a backpack this year. You're kidding. It's pretty exciting. No, like one of those little cinch bags, they're perfect. And it has a little hole in it to put their earbuds in if people still wear plugged <laughs> earbuds. Granted, I'm using them right now so that I can talk to you. But wow. <laughs> the plugged earbuds, I mean. Um, but, yeah, so you could, they get that and, like, a little fidget spinner thing. Um, and then we got our chaperones um, tumblers, like, for cold coffee drinks or oh, things like wonderful. that with the straws. And so we're trying to trying to help the, the chaperones feel special and as well as the kids. So are you going to feed, feed all day. of them too, or is it just right between We meals? do a snack. It's in between meals, so we'll do a snack, um, and that, which it's a pretty it's a pretty good size snack. There's, you know, some chips and some cookies and some some uh, fruit and orange uh, st- string cheese is what I was trying to say there. Uh, <laughs> so we try to give them a decent snack because, um, hungry teenagers are my largest fear in life. <laughs> I've, I've had a few hungry teenagers in my life. I don't uh, believe in it. So I always make sure, like when I was a youth minister to parish, the kids always knew I had snacks in my purse or my backpack that they could, they could ask me for. Um, I wasn't going to carry their stuff because I was not going to be their Sherpa, but <laughs> I will bring them an extra snack. Jennifer has, has this changed uh, with the times if you will or over the years uh, is it pretty much all the same I mean our beliefs are all the same our beliefs are all the same our fired up schedule is not 
Um, when the when the event first started, we focused a lot more on small groups and breaking them into small groups. And by small groups, it was like 30 kids to a room. So it wasn't very small. Um, and so we, we stepped away from that. And with doing that, we were able to shorten the program. So it's, it's a tight four hours. Um, they do have some time to share with like a neighbor during the, le- during the talks. Um, but we don't have the like, quote unquote, small group breakout sessions anymore. Um, and we, we try to really focus it um, in a, a tight amount of time so that like the kids can stay actively engaged, if that makes sense. Sense. Mm-hmm. If you know teenagers, that it makes sense. Um, <laughs> and so we, that that pieces of it have changed, um, and it, it's always a little different depending on the speakers. Um, they all bring a different um, kind of personality to it. Just like just like if you had me talking about it or Deacon Kevin talking about the event, right? Like we both have our own little viewpoint of the day. Yes, and and. Of course, back when I was getting confirmed, uh, I don't I don't remember a speakers coming in from North Carolina because it was that'd be long that'd be a long drive in a horse and buggy. Um, yeah, that you're not that old, Bob. <laughs> my 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 kids always they they always ask me. Said, "Well, so Dad, when you were growing up, were the were the roads paved?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, they were paved, weren't they? I mean, uh, well, no, now actually, you're making me actually, um, the cemetery where my, my, my brother, for some reason, he, he got, you know, when they were having funerals or, you know, burials, uh, he tended to get that duty when he was an altar server. And, and he reminds me that the road to the cemetery was just a dirt road. It was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit on the edge of town, but. Yeah, now it's paved. But, yeah, but way back then. But now it's paved, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I. I mean, I I grew up in Elk Grove, and it, it looks very different than it did when I was there oh, as a kid. I, so I mean, yeah. I get it. I, I get remember it. when Elk Grove um, actually had elk. Okay, so somebody was asking about that the other day, and I have no recollection of that, but I believe that they used to be there. Oh yeah, uh, they, def- def- <laughs> they definitely did. Yeah, and I remember when it had one high school instead of forty. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> yes, now there's quite a few. Yeah, if you if you hear of a new high school and you don't know where it is, just guess Elk Grove, and you'll probably be right. Well, and the Elk Grove School District goes almost all the way to like Rancho Cordova, so yeah. you know it's a big school district. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, we're so we're we're getting there, ready with these kids, and it it has changed, but we're just like the kids have changed. But again, it's it's still the root is the same. It's this idea of a large gathering for our young people, where Bishop is here, and um, we try to get them inspired with different talks. Well, Jesus's words are um, timeless, you know. There's, yeah, they and, are. And it's it's really interesting that his words are. I mean, you could say, "Well, you're just Catholic. Uh, you just believe that because you want to believe it." No, you, right. you you take his words from two thousand years ago and apply them today. They're all relevant. They're all uh, out in the real world, quote unquote. They're all relevant. For sure. uh, if if everybody was practicing Jesus' words, uh, the world would be a lot better place 2,000 years after he said them. There aren't too many philosophers you could, uh, you could uh, say, say true. that. But, um, that but is true. Jesus's words, are, they're, they're timeless and they're faultless. So, um, they are. And, and it's how we express them to young people that we are 
coming up with creative ways to do with events like this. Yeah, indeed. Jennifer, before you go, I, I know you got a lot to do there, but uh, I, yeah. Camp Pandola is just around the corner, and you need to get out the word on a lot of things about that. Not so much campers, but uh, you want to put it in campers' minds as well. But you've got a lot of uh, personnel that you need to hire. We do. And actually, we have a position that is open right now that is on the website. Um, we are looking for a new facility supervisor slash caretaker who would live up at Camp Pandola. That's a year-round position. Um, so you can go to the diocese website, which is just scd.org, um, and then go look for the under the lay personnel jobs. Um, so we we're hiring for that, but we will soon have them open all of our summer camp positions. We're we need counselors. We're going to need a head cook. We're going to need um, a wellness coordinator, which is um, formerly known as the health center mm-hmm. um, director. Is that generally is that an RN or not? It doesn't have to be. No, it just, um, we usually get like a nursing student. Uh Um, yeah. So we usually do get a nursing student, but not necessarily a, um, not necessarily a nurse. Yeah. Very good. Very good. What what else you need? Uh, lifeguards and, um, counselors. Well, the counselors also work as lifeguards. Mm -hmm. So, um, they, they do multitask. Um, and we try to get, um, we're trying to also get a few people who are, we're trying to get extra counselors to share so that we can put more per cabin, like put at least two, possibly three um, counselors per cabin. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, yeah. Uh, get back to work. Coffee breaks over. I will. Um, Thank you. Appreciate uh, you taking the time to be with us, and uh, uh, best wishes and prayers for a really successful uh, event today. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks, Jennifer. God bless. That's uh, okay. that's Jennifer Bye. Campbell, uh, up in Red Bluff, at the State Theater, a part of, not not part of Sacred Heart Parish, but right near Sacred Heart Parish, and uh, for this great confirmation conference. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at the thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212, and remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, 
individual spiritual direction and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, James, and uh, thanks for all the Choral Society does. They have their great uh, Christmas concert coming up shortly, Home for the home for the Holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you about that uh, another, another day as we get a little bit closer to that. We're pleased now to w- welcome in... Uh, Father Bong, who is the uh, pastor at Holy Spirit Parish right here in uh, Sacramento. Father, always good to talk with you. Likewise, Bob. Likewise. Did I, I didn't pull you off the basketball court or anything, did I? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I I know they already have a they already have a date set for the uh, next uh, priest seminary and uh, uh, sometime in June at Christian Brothers. So uh, it's never too early to. <laughs> hone your skills we have we have the younger we have the younger clergy as our dream team yes <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> do do I, I sometimes wonder if we uh if that's one of the requirements for the priesthood in this diocese is how 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 well you can shoot the basketball <laughs> playing basketball and singing yes exactly exactly <laughs> well how are things in holy spirit Things are doing well. Things are uh, wonderful. Um, we are just a lot of uh, beautiful possibilities going on, uh, coming to realization. Last mm-hmm. night we just had our uh, auction dinner for the school, and so now I'm getting ready for, in a couple of weeks, I'm getting ready to uh, lead uh, the young adults uh, youth ministry in our uh, kind of a day of reflection at St. Ignatius on the 18th of November, so looking forward to that. Very good. That's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m., St. Ignatius, of course, yeah. uh, uh, out there on on uh, Arden Way, and it's just $10 a person, includes lunch and raffle prizes and all kinds of fun, and this is this is aimed for uh, youth and young adults. Correct, yeah. And it's t- it's titled and, Open Space Dialogue. What does, what does that entail well it's it's well open space dialogue is really the method is the method of the day but we are going to focus I'm, I'm going to start the day with a reflection on the Eucharist from the optics or from the lens of synodality mm-hmm. um, and it, it really is is a, a very interesting uh, way of looking at the Eucharist yeah, using I'm using the instrumentum laboris from this current synod, synod as synodality, where the focus is on uh, partic- communion, uh, participation, and mission. So, looking at all those three major areas of of synodality, uh, how do we uh, view the Eucharist um, using those those uh, kind of optics? Um, and it, it really is a very interesting uh, 
uh, understanding of of the Eucharist. Define uh, define synodality for people. It comes from the word synod, obviously. Right. So the synodality really simply means being able to walk together. Mm-hmm. How do we walk together? How do we live together? How do we uh, minister together? Mm-hmm. Um, Collaborate and so, discern together? Exactly. Um, part of that is governance. How do we come up with decisions? Um, so it, it, to make it, you know, how really the best way is how do we walk together? Sometimes some people walk together by having a... Um, Everybody is leading everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Yes. Uh, there, are, there are groups that walk together by having a distinct leader. Um, there, is a, there are groups that, lead, uh, that walk together by uh, make, just listening uh, to that leader and, uh, and waiting for the leader to, to tell them what to do. Uh, there are also groups that walk together where there is a leader, but at the same time, there is a sense of participation of the rest of the group. Um, so the open space methodology that we're going to use uh, for uh, November 18 is, in a way, demonstrating already that synodality, because the open space uh, method is basically out of that main talk the different participants will be able to say, I'm interested in exploring this area of that talk. The other ones will say, I really am ex- uh, interested in this other area. I want to look at uh, more about the participation uh, in the Eucharist. How, or how do we create this mission? How do we pursue this mission uh, 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 that's coming from our communion with God and with one another? Or how do we foster? So it will hopefully come up with, uh, or the participants or the attendees will come up with so many different facets and areas. And then from there, they will pursue that with their own own small groups. Or if everybody agrees, no, we want this, uh, we want to pursue this, then we will pursue that. so that's the method of the open space. It's kind of a very, um, uh, it depends, it, it considers who the participants are mm-hmm. instead of just coming from the presenter's perspective. The, pre, uh, the, the participants will be able to kind of determine uh, the areas that they would like to continue to pursue. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and uh, when you when you talk about youth and young adult, it's it's a pretty good age span. And and they do have uh, they already have enough that 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 their um, their passion their questions they have plenty of those right. that we want to make sure we are able to provide a space for them to pursue those those questions. Yeah, I like I like the title "Open Space Dialogue" because uh, sort of uh, uh, no judgment, no holds barred. If you've got if you've got concerns, if you have questions, if you've got something you want to talk about, let let's hear it rather than well, I'll keep it to myself because maybe yeah it won't be accepted or or it won't you know people say what's the matter with you for not knowing about this? 
we will have uh, a, a sense of a structure also. So mm -hmm. it's not a completely structureless uh, morning. So it will be really structured from uh, the opening talk, which mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the Eucharist from from the perspective or the, the lens of synodality. And then from there, they can really explore whatever uh, area that they would like to pursue. And yeah, beyond the synodality, of course, we're, we're talking about the Eucharistic revival <laughs> as well, uh, which I, I think will, I really hope and pray and think that it will bear great fruit. Right. And, and really, with the Eucharistic revival, uh, while that might be um, uh, very timely right now, mm -hmm. but the reality is for the rest of our lives, we will continue to work on making sure that the Eucharist is alive mm -hmm. and lived, that the Eucharist is, you know, from an, uh, an intellectual perspective, understood properly. But at the same time, from a pastoral perspective, that it actually becomes more real, that people become truly the body of Christ. Right. And as I mentioned to... <laughs> mentioned to the to the kids this, during the All Saints day, I said, really, have people just become nice. Mm -hmm. Nice to one another. That's yeah. really it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not. I know it's difficult, but it's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We it just need to really be, be nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, 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 it's, it's really not that complicated. No, it's it's not. You know, and it it is it is interesting. And I I, uh, I guess I blame social media, but I don't know what it is. But it it seems like people are trying to one up each other and try to you know come up with a kind of a slam dunk expression that's gonna I'll I'll show those people or I'll show them or I'll show him or her or whatever it is. And instead of like yeah, let's just be nice to each other. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, social media may have uh, kind of accelerated what I, I believe St. Augustine already pointed out what is to blame. Um, and, and what is to blame really is superbia, that self-centeredness. Mm -hmm. And in, especially here in the United States, where culturally we are centered more on the individual in terms of our identity, we are more individual-centered compared to other cultures where they are community-centered. Mm -hmm. It just gets, you know, it goes into overdrive. Yeah. And so this individualistic or, and the individualism becomes individualistic. Yeah. <laughs> the trait becomes a vice. <laughs> and it, it becomes this, this center of, Putting priority on oneself, sometimes even to the expense of the other. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm number. I'm number one. I need to look out for number one first. And exactly. You know, I can't make somebody else happy unless I'm happy. I, I mean, I've heard all those expressions. Right. And and having that whole idea of uh, of using uh, losing the balance. Mm -hmm. between the self and the community is really 
it can be very disastrous. Oh, absolutely. Because keep in mind, keep in mind the individual is still important. You know, in, in, and that's part of our the principles of uh, social teaching in the church. We just had our kids in the diocese compete uh, on speech contests. Actually, there at St. James mm-hmm. uh, right. last week, and their topics were on uh, on um, the the principles of social justice teaching in the church. And in in the principles of social justice teaching, the individual is important. Oh, sure. The yeah. dignity of the individual is important. But at the same time, right after that principle, we have also the principle of solidarity. And so we always have to balance the individual with the community. Because sometimes you focus so much on the individual, on the community, and you lose the individuality, and vice versa. Which is what we are seeing a lot of times uh, in our in our society. So uh, this balance between the self, which is you know we were in uniquely created in the image and likeness of God. Right. Every hair, every strand of our hair, if we have hair. I was going to say, I'm not sure what God counted on the top of my head, but it wasn't there. I'm not asking them to Google your 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 uh, picture, Bob. But, <laughs> but you know, there is this this intentionality from God in creating us as individuals. But at the same time, to not forget that we comprise one body. One body of Christ, right? And and we all are members, different members, unique, uh, unique parts, but the same body. And the spirit that that brings us together is the same spirit. It's the same spirit that that came down or uh, that manifested during the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. It's the same spirit mm-hmm. that comes to us and so for for everybody not to forget that that we have we need to strike that balance uh, uh, in in giving honor to the individual at the same time recognizing that we're part of one body of Christ and that's where that Eucharist as communion really comes through and that needs to be fully understood because a lot of times sometimes we can get so focused on just me and God again the individual I'm just here in my communion with God, but we forget that that communion entails communion with the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully those will come out uh, in the conversations. With, have with you the done a, the open together. space dialogue this format before? I have not, to be honest, but I am relying on the expertise of Steve Doe and Alex Barraza, who are the main uh, pro- the movers and shakers mm-hmm. behind the scene of this whole day of that whole conference. Very good. Uh, Steve Doe uh, is new uh, in our um, youth and young adult ministry, and right. he is doing a phenomenal job. And Alex Barraza, he's a veteran. You know, he's yeah. he knows the in and outs in our youth and young adult in our diocese. So I'm relying on their expertise. And I am excited on how it will come out. 
So, so this is this is the first time I'm doing this. It's a lot of pressure. Oh, I'm excited though. <laughs> I'm excited. I really am. Yeah, pressure makes <laughs> pressure makes you better. It does. I'm I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping, but uh, uh, I really am, and that's why it's important for me to surround myself with the experts, with those who know what they're doing, and uh, hopefully I will have have enough experience to. Uh, to actually do this on my own in the future. Did you, did you have anything like this growing up? Did you have these opportunities? Uh, thankfully, yes. I've had quite a bit of these. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, I've been, uh, and mind you, I'm still growing up. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I've been exposed since, oh, I was 11 years old to conferences, to uh, focus groups, discussions, uh, where there is this, uh, and and again, most of them are in the context of of academia, where there's this religious freedom where uh, we are an academic freedom, where we we feel safe to ask questions uh, and explore questions uh, with the guidance of someone, with guidance of experts. So I, I've been very lucky to to have benefited from that. Very good. <laughs> so again, it is, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can we can transmit that to to our youth and young adults, and that's on November eighteenth. November eighteenth, ten a.m. to one p.m. at Saint Ignatius Parish. That's thirty-two thirty-five Arden Way in Sacramento, and uh, you can go to the the diocese website scd.org. That's Sacramento Catholic Diocese scd.org. And look under the uh, the OYYA uh, uh, format, and you'll find all about how to sign up for this uh, wonderful event with Father Bong, uh, which, uh, believe it or not, I have a conflict that morning, or I'd be there. I don't know if I fit the age group, oh. but I would be there. Well... I'm sure there will be other opportunities. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, always uh, appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for all you do, Father. And uh, uh, we'll look forward. Maybe maybe we can get you back on afterwards to do sort of a, you know, a, a postmortem on, on how, a how it went. A debrief. Yes. A debrief, yes. Debrief. I, I like the debrief better than a yeah, postmortem. Yeah, I, I, I realized as I said it, I said, that's not the word I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it will it will not be a postmodern. Yes. I, I hope that the life will continue after that. In, indeed, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the goal. <laughs> Father, that's thanks. the goal. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. My pleasure, Rob. Thank you. God bless. Take care. That's Father Father Bong Rojas, and uh, uh, he's uh, the pastor at Holy Spirit here in Sacramento. Love love the Land Park area this time of year with uh, the, all the leaves uh, changing. Uh, Changing colors and falling on the uh, some sometimes you the, the leaves are like two feet thick in that uh, part of our our uh, beautiful city of Sacramento. Well, that's going to do it for us for for nope 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 no. would take a uh, a quick uh, excuse me I I I got I got a wrong uh, I misinterpreted the signal I thought we were wrapping up I should tell you about uh, is God is God calling you St Patrick's Seminary discernment retreat. January 26th to 28th uh, of next year. Conferences uh, with the Most Reverend Thomas A. Daly, who is the 
Bishop of Spokane. You must be a single man, 20 years or older. All meals and lodging provided. Uh, what a great opportunity to to discern a vocation to the priesthood. Uh, if you want to uh, learn more about this uh, or to sign up, uh, St. Patrick's is down in uh, Menlo Park, beautiful area. Uh, contact Maricela Smith. Uh, she is at msmith at scd.org. Uh, again, that's Sacramento Catholic Diocese. Any, any, anything we talk about on the air here in terms of workshops and uh, events uh, will be listed under events or news at scd.org. Uh, you can give Maricela a call at 916-733-0258. And again, uh, the, uh, for, for those wondering, the uh, open space dialogue with uh, Father Bong is uh, St. Ignatius Parish, Saturday, November the 18th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, and he will be the uh, guest speaker, and uh, he's really, really, uh, he's really, really good at these things. So again, go to scd.org to sign up for that. Gabe, uh, it's been a few minutes or a few days, I mean, since I've reminded everybody how to subscribe to the show. Yes. So if you go on to any podcasts app you have, uh, some of them come preloaded on your phones. Some of them you have to download, uh, and you can download the app uh, for any any podcast app. And you can get the show on there. Just subscribe to Sacramento Catholic Diocese uh, Bishop's Hour. Uh, you can put in the Bishop's Hour Sacramento. It kind of comes up like a Google search. So even if you don't put in the correct name, uh, you'll get the show. And uh, you subscribe by just clicking subscribe. There's no email. There's no password. There's no money exchange. There. We're not going to spam you or anything like that. You just... Anytime you go on to that app on your phone, it'll tell you what episodes you've missed, and you have the choice to listen or not, and it's up to you completely. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes that word subscribe, people think, oh, it's going to cost me money. No, right. it's it's a free for, free subscription permanently. Not it's like you, you get these ads all the time now, you know, free first six months, right. and then we go back to our regular price. You right, know? yeah. No, this is free, free, free. This is uh um, this is the you know the mission of the bishop's hour is to spread the good word of of Jesus Christ in our church and and to uh, uh, represent the diocese of Sacramento to to everyone to, to Catholics but to everyone really and uh, so we we're happy when we get listeners and it's not it's not a uh, profit making operation we're just we're just here to uh, to serve the bishop and to serve uh, the diocese and to serve our great Catholic Church. Well, we also, if you don't want to do that, and that seems like a bit much for you, which you know I understand for some people it might be, you can always go on to the uh, Sacramento Diocese website, which is scd.org. That's what I do. That's what you do? Yep. Yeah, there you go. And they're like archived right there, and you just, boop, even it, I know how to do that. You click <laughs> You go on the website, you scroll down a bit, and you click on to the Sacramento Bishop's Hour. It's like a little round button on there, and you click on it, and it'll show you past episodes. I used to think they kept it for a week, but I think they keep it for a lot longer than that. So there's some really good far-back past episodes on there. And if you go on your phone um, to the website and do it that way, it's the same as it would be if you are on a podcast. It just plays on a player on your phone. Yeah, so I remember uh, a, a while ago someone said, oh, I, I, I missed when the bishop was on. And I, they said they emailed me, and uh, uh, I emailed them back and said, well, he was on on this day, and uh, um, here's, how to, here's how to access it. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know you can do that, and we're not gonna we're not gonna ask you for pledges or anything like that. Yeah. You know, uh, I know this week our our network does have the pledge drive coming up, so you know our 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 relevant radio broadcasts won't be on, but um, we'll have a few podcasts up this week uh, right. during that. We uh, just to to keep everybody apprised of what's going on here at the Bishop's Hour during that, but we also you know encourage you to support relevant radio during their pledge drive. Right, and you know the the, the we shouldn't forget that uh, the old fashioned way to listen is on the radio every uh, Monday through Friday at nine or nine p.m. and also on Saturday mornings at uh, ten a.m. Yep, we're there uh, every time when they're not doing pledge drives. We're there every 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 right. night, every Saturday. So right. really, the only day every of the week Monday through Friday, yeah. and then every Saturday. So six, day day, six days a week. The only day you don't get us is when you're in church. That's right on Sunday. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, you really there's no reason to miss out. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. So we we uh, appreciate you all listening and we appreciate everybody who has helped us along the way, all our great underwriters and all the the uh, wonderful guests we've had and especially uh, you the listener. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures Throughout the year, they're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap get you where you want to go you can uh, contact them get all the details at crumley and associates 7956 california avenue in fair oaks they're at 916-638-4600 that's 916-638-4600 and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. 
If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org.